0: Something to uh, we're John. live, all right, brother. We live now. Well, that was we quick.
1: Our live, hope you catch me talking about something else. <laughs> oh, yeah. The minute the button is pushed, I said action, we were ready to go. I did roll, are we? I'm just gonna get our feedback up in here.
0: We get that volume thing straightened out yesterday.
1: I hope so. I'm about to find out. Uh, well, there's no volume right now because you haven't turned the button on. Now we got volume. Surprise! <laughs> now we're live with right. volume. Uh, hopefully, I'm just opening up the post real quick so that we can uh, get a live look. There we go. I'm not hearing anything, but... Well, we didn't be... have no sound to begin with. Well, no. It's called, uh, I gotta turn the volume and the earbud oh. up. Oh. Wanna fix the camera? <clears throat> Sorry folks, technical difficulties.
0: Well, really not technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> so we had the camera set wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: yeah. My fault. Alright. Well to see ya. All right. Yeah. Part one. It's good to see each and every one of you here. Uh, as you know, here is no mystery. Uh, we, you know, what you see is what you get. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's really good to see each and every one of you, though, uh, back this evening. Um, we are continuing on in our study for the seven churches of the Revelation. Uh, tonight we are in Laodicea. Amen. And so uh, they had all sorts of problems. This church of all the churches, this is the one that you kind of want the the drum roll for. Yeah, you know, it's time to start. And so I'm gonna pull my microphone in, Cadillac reflexes, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're gonna go ahead and get started, brother. Why don't you start off by telling us a little something about Laodicea? Laodicea
0: uh, was uh, was a very wealthy church. Yeah, it was a wealthy city. Swing your mic over. Oh man, my big jack that is another ignorant. That's all right. Uh, Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. All right. It was a very wealthy city, and its residents were, well, like most folks that were rich. You know, they're pretty proud of their their riches. Uh, The city had a very large population of Jews, oddly enough, and Mm -hmm. basically was a center for
1: Caesar worship. Wow. You know, brother, that right there... Is because the emperor of this time, in fact, the time of all seven churches was Domitian. And uh, I used to call him Emperor Dalmatian. That's how I remembered his name. But, and then, it's not a bad analogy, though, because he was spotted. He had no clue Amen. what he wanted or wanted Amen. to do. All that we knew is he was cruel and heartless. In fact, if you were not worshiping Caesar, you could not buy, sell, or trade within Laodicea. Oh,
0: huh. seems like me. I've heard of that one before. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they had a very prominent uh, medical school there as well, brother. Yes, they did. And they were especially known for their eye salve, which uh, they use for weak eyes, mm-hmm. and who don't have weak eyes, so there was a good market for it. And they would export that stuff for all around the known world. There was also a large commercial center known for their textile industry. Uh, they made a gorgeous black cloth, uh, according to what you can read,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and was much sought after by kings and other nobility around the world. But one of the problems the city had was, was its water supply. Mm-hmm. They piped that stuff in from Hot Springs, in uh, a place called Heriopolis, uh, by a six-mile-long aqueduct uh, to the city. Now, this comes out of a hot spring. Mm-hmm. So when the waters came to the city, uh, they were lukewarm and not very refreshing, which which provided Christ with the illustration he used for the Laodicea church as a lukewarm church that was neither uh, cold or
1: hot. You know, brother, if you were to go there today to to the remains of Laodicea, you can actually see the stone aqueducts, the piping that is still left there to this day.
0: Yeah, amen. Uh,
1: Jesus, uh, in
0: verse 14, uh of course, in all, the, in all these churches, he identifies himself as something. Uh, and here he refers to himself as the Amen, the faithful, and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Uh, the word Amen here means true or certain. And it's used to make an impression on the minds of the readers that uh, what was said was certain to come about and that he was sincere about what he was saying what Jesus says is true mm-hmm. and anything he promises or threatens is certain to occur. And this is good or bad depending on what side of Jesus you're on. Uh, amen means to his readers here that uh, what he was about to say is final and nothing's going to change what he says.
1: Well, brother, we, we see here in numbers 23, 19, uh, it says that God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Well, that's because he's the faithful and true witness with the
0: power of the Almighty God to back up everything he says or wills. Uh, the the little phrase there that he's the beginning of the creation of God, but we just talked about uh, last Sunday morning in Sunday school. I uh, it's from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 21.
1: Yeah, that kind of echoes what John chapter 1 says. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And it also tells us that there wasn't anything made that he didn't make. Well, that's right. You know,
0: what it means is that he was uh, before principalities and before the beginning. Now, before the beginning <laughs> speaks to his existence in eternity past. That's right. Uh, Ephesians one twenty and 22 says, that Christ is exalted over all things far above all principality and power and might and dominion and everything that is named not only in this world but in the world to
1: come hold on, hold on a minute you just said anything that is named right? yeah well let's see, Lucifer Satan, the devil sound a lot like names to me Yep. and you know my brother <laughs> he also
0: says back in the Old Testament that everything he created was good so when, when Satan was created, he was good. Yeah. But because he had a free will, he just used it to turn bad. Yeah. He uh, made the choice. Amen. You know, all things uh, are under Jesus's feet. So he is the authority over all creation, including uh, the churches. Mm. Uh, so Christ is speaking from the position of authority uh, over all things because uh, he is the source of all creation. He's quite simply God, period. Yeah. Uh, again, he says, I know thy works. Well, of course he, of course he does. You know, he, he's God, and, and God knows all things, good and bad and indifferent. Uh, in this case, he knows they're indifferent. He says that they are neither cold or hot, and that he
1: would rather that they be one or the other, but certainly not indifferent. And you know, brother, the persecution of the that we spoke about earlier, would mean that Christians would have to give in to Caesar worship in order to keep the wealth that they had in that city. So in order to buy, sell, or trade, you had to give due to Caesar. And this is what bred the indifference. You know, the word
0: cold in this verse carries the idea that there was no illusion any religion,
1: uh, that everything was dead and like having a cold heart. Well, brother, that would... Totally fit if it were Sardis, because uh, they said that they had a name that thou livest, but are dead. Amen. You know,
0: it's almost like uh, Laodicea summed up all the bad that was in the other churches, didn't it? You Pretty know? much. Uh, the idea of hot, however, uh, would give us
1: the idea of, uh,
0: of warm, uh, energetic in our in our love and our service for God.
1: And that would have been like the last church we just covered in Philadelphia. They were, man, they were on fire for God. Yeah.
0: Uh, but unfortunately, they were neither cold or hot. And for sure. me, this would mean that they professed religion with their mouth, but their heart would be far from it.
1: You know, brother, that sounds just like Matthew chapter 15, verses 8 and 9. It says, well, you know what? I'm going to go to verse 7 because it, it calls them out. It says, Ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. You know, brother, the the Laodicean church, they weren't stupid, you know. I mean, they they were really
0: smart. They they had a head knowledge, but they never put it into action. And there's a a lot of our people like that today. They have a head knowledge of Jesus Christ. But they never never put anything in action. You know, it's a shame they were dead and indifferent uh, to God and to the cause of the faith as well. Uh, and this means they would be unprincipled, lazy. Uh, we call them pew sitters today. Yeah, having a form of godliness but not denying the power thereof, and uh, because of their inaction.
1: That comes from Second Timothy <laughs> three five through seven. That says uh, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof for. From such turn away, for of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sin, led away with diverse lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's Laodicea, brother. Yeah, they were always learning, but never came to the knowledge of the truth. Saddest verse in the Bible.
0: That is that is so sad that you that you could actually do that. You know. Yeah.
1: Uh, got it right there yeah
0: and never never and never never grab a hold on it. you know mm. that's like falling off a cliff and, and not grabbing uh, the ladder on the way down you know or, mm. or, or something sticking out on the way. grabbing onto the rope or the yeah. limb yeah. yeah. or, anything. or anything you know just letting me say okay here we go free falling. yeah free falling's a good way good answer for that uh, from a from a person or a group of people who have not christ uh, it's it's reasonable to expect them to be cold and unloving and Indifferent to God and his principles. I mean, you'd expect that from someone who's not saved. <clears throat> but these were born-again believers. And they had the Holy Spirit of God in them, just like you and I, brother. And, and they uh, they could care less about religion. Mm. And, and some of our people are like that. I don't know, not necessarily here, but some people that I, places I've been into, are just like that. They, they're there every Sunday, and they're just, they're just like they're just having a good time. And they they just they could care less about about Jesus and, and
1: what he's done
2: for them.
1: Mm. Man. Yeah, that that's clearly uh, sending some mixed signals, I'm sure, to the world around them because of that indifference. And yeah. Brother, Jesus called them out for what they were in that seventh verse there in Matthew 15. <laughs> there ain't but one word for it, and that's hypocrite. Yeah. And that's the very denying of that power. Yeah. Uh, Jesus said that, and he would prefer
0: them to be one or the other, cold or hot, but, but not different. That's right. Now, they were professing the love
1: of God, but it really didn't exist in the legacy in church at all. And you know, brother, you can pull the wool over my eyes, your eyes. Man, you can pull the wool over a man's eyes. Uh, but you can't because God, you can't pull it over God's eyes because he sees and knows all. Yeah. And uh, one of our former presidents had a very famous saying. And it said, you can fool some of the people all the time. You can fool all the people some of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time. And I'm going to add one more to that. You can't fool God any of the time.
0: Amen, <laughs> that's,
1: that's true. Uh,
0: the, the church there, they, they made vows, uh, but they never had any intention of ever keeping them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they showed up every Sunday, but never got involved in the work of the church. They were wishy-washy with no true foundation of Christianity operating in them, or through them to others. Uh, the Bible would call them wells without water or, or thunder and lightning, but no rain. Mm. They'd talk a good fight, but they hid from the actual battle. Wow. Uh, and they were simply being dishonest about their Christianity. They tried to hide or disguise the fact by their profession, uh, but their actions
1: showed the exact opposite. Bro, that means that they knew exactly when to say, praise be to Caesar. Yeah. And they knew exactly when to say. Praise be to God. Yeah, it's a good thing they didn't show up at the same time.
0: Amen. Yeah. At least someone who is cold toward the faith, uh, at least they're not confusing anyone and, and they're at least they're honest about what they believe or or in our case what they did believe. Right. Uh, in some ways they are they're more honest than the ledge in church. Uh and they certainly had better a better character than
1: they'd have. Well, you know, brother, even when somebody stands completely opposite of you on Christianity, uh, the fact that he stands tells something about his character.
0: You know, if such a person is truly born again, uh, all that steadfastness and principle can be turned around and make them a giant for God.
1: However, though, someone who is indifferent and just kind of goes along with the flow Brother, they'll, they'll never be a mighty warrior in the army of God.
0: No. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Mm. what he
1: says. That word spew there literally means to vomit. It's kind of like when the whale spewed Jonah out, he vomited him out. It's not just a... It's a... I, for the sake of our listeners, I'm not going to. Enough you elaborate some, on that. Some folks that sound is enough to make them uh, sick. So, <laughs> but that's what it literally means here. It means to vomit. Yeah. Uh, the Laodiceans, uh were very familiar with lukewarmness.
0: You know, uh, lukewarm water usually tends to make one kind of sick on her stomach anyway. Uh, their water came from that six miles through all them pipes and stuff, and it was still still warm. The time we got to the Time we got to the city.
1: And, you know, that's that's the thing. The lukewarm water, many people think it's just room temperature water. Uh, y'all can't see it, but just off camera, we've got a bottle of water sitting here. And I'm I'm going to guess and say it's been sitting here since Sunday. Um, just on the table. Yeah. And it's about room temperature. But, you know, even if you're out and you're warm, room temperature water, you know, 70 degrees, would be somewhat refreshing. But now if you took that and it was about 75, 80 degrees, that would be what I would consider lukewarm. It's not really hot. It's not cool and refreshing. It's that nasty, disgusting in-between right there. And I mean, it literally, when you take a drink of it, you just want to spit it back up because it's nasty. You know, lukewarmness
0: in the church uh,
1: is, a, is a church that's
0: indifferent and compromising, and they're just as, bad and just as bad and nasty as what you just said about the lukewarm water. Yeah. Uh, they go along with anything, and they don't stand for
1: anything. And you know, uh, brother, a people who stand for nothing will fall for anything.
0: Yeah. They were always, you know, always standing on the fence. Yeah. And, and, in the, and the end result is it, you're going to fall, fall off and not amount to anything.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, God's saying, in essence, here that the church at Laodicea makes him sick to his stomach. Uh, their faith may have started with a zealous spirit-filled congregation, but their riches have made them compromising and empty.
1: You know, brother, if you if you think about it. Now, now Philadelphia is the exception because he he loved what they were doing. But the other five, he was somewhat at odds with them. He said, "I have somewhat against thee," or he just told them, "Hey, you say you're alive, but you're dead." Uh, he was upset somewhat with them, but lay out of sin. He literally just said, "Y'all make me sick." I mean, what a, what a stern rebuke from the Lord. Yeah, that's, that's bad. Mm-hmm. You know, they had just, just
0: enough Jesus uh, to believe that that they had all they needed. Yeah. But true religion is always, it's alive, man. It's alive. It's always growing. And mm. It's always maturing. It, it's alive in every sense of the word. Now, I used to be very active in knocking on doors and passing out Christian literature. Uh, I always like telling about how Jesus can save their souls. Uh, in almost every instance that I can remember, I went to all areas of the town, and in every instance, the poor are, are almost always more receptive to the gospel than the rich. Uh, the criminal and the prostitute uh, of the world are usually more receptive than the CEOs and the, and the power brokers. You know, they got everything; they don't need nothing. You know, mm. they don't think so. And such is the case here in verse 17. Uh, verse 17 says here, Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, thou knowest that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and
1: naked. You know, brother, pretty much here, he said, have you looked in the mirror lately? <clears throat> now, looking in the mirror wouldn't do me any good for the, for they would, they were spiritually blind.
0: They and that was the problem. They couldn't see themselves for what they were.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You
0: know. uh, they were in denial. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> you
0: know, the church in Laodicea was, was rich physically, but man, they were spiritually bankrupt. Mm. You know, their trust was in material, worldly things, and uh, they they didn't feel like they needed anything. But spiritually, spiritually they had little or nothing. Uh, they couldn't see it uh, because they were spiritually blind. And they and looked at everything with an eye toward the flesh rather than with their spiritual eye. And brother, that's
1: the way it works even today. If we allow the things of this world, the material things of this world, uh, to have rule in our lives and be of, of more importance than our walk with God, it will render us spiritually blinded. Yeah. Yeah. It, can't take our, our, it can't take our soul, because once you're saved, you're saved. A man that can put the blinders on. Yeah. You know, they, they looked and they, and they would say, oh, I'm rich.
0: You know, they look again and say, I'm increased with goods. They look again and say, well, man, I don't need nothing. You know, uh, if, if they were looking with their spiritual eye, they would look and they would see that, that they were actually wretched. Look again and they would see that they were miserably poor and blind to boot. They would see that they were actually naked spiritually because they haven't sent anything ahead for the spreading of the gospel. Mm-hmm. They would set, soak, and sour, growing roots to their pew. They have lots of prayer meetings and fellowship dinners. You know, one is well attended. The other just kind of goes begging for participants. And I'll let you figure out which one's which. Yeah, the one where the food ain't. Amen. Uh, they're afraid to say amen, clap their hands. Uh, they're afraid to get excited about the word of God because it's not proper. Oh, my. Not proper, you know. Can't even say "Hallelujah," praise the Lord. Yet they'll leave church. They'll leave church. They'll go home. They'll have a big dinner. They'll sit down in front of that TV. Yep. And and turn their favorite ball game on. And they woo yeah Ooh, yeah get yeah yeah and they'll they'll they'll, they'll uh, uh, clap and, and hoot
1: and howl and uh, for their favorite ball team. Yeah. Mm. That's the problem, brothers. There's no excitement. There's no energy and no godly zeal for serving the Lord.
0: You know, and their pastors may be very eloquent in their speech. Uh, they may dress very appropriately for services, but brother, there's no, there's little or no fire in their preaching, and and there's no motion, there's no commotion, and there's no emotion in their spirit toward the Lord. Mm. Uh, many mega churches today are <clears throat> are the same way. I mean, listen to some of them preach. Now, I'm not saying they're all bad, but to listen to some of them preach. You wonder what you're They're giving some kind of uh, what do they call them pep talk. Yeah, the pet talks to get people excited to be somebody, you know. Oh
2: wow.
0: <laughs> You know today, you know that they they, may, they they have and they have millions, millions to spend, and and they just simply set on their money and, and trust their riches uh, rather than God.
1: Why? Because it's all measured by the mighty dollar. Yeah.
0: Well, they promise healing.
1: But you know what they deliver, brother? They deliver a sick congregation. Spiritually sick.
0: Uh, they promise worldly riches uh, and they deliver spiritual pro- poverty. Mm. They promise health and they deliver spiritual ineptness. They have it all. They promise it all. Yet God says they are poor, miserable,
1: blind, and naked. They really think, brother, that they got the world by the tail. But the truth of the matter is that the world has them the tail. You know, their souls are panning for, for something, for anything spiritual, but, but
0: only receive, they only receive more cumbersome, worldly things. They are barely clinging to spiritual life on their own and, and have very little spiritual meaning uh, in their life at all because they're blinded by their riches. Mm. <clears throat> now, folks, don't you be blind, spiritually blind, uh, now because we come to the end of this thing for the day and uh, Jesus is calling folks are praying and your eternal home is about uh, to be settled will it be heaven with all its glory or will it be hell with all its damnation it's your choice but if you want to go to heaven here's what you need to do First you need to admit that you're a sinner. Because you are. I don't know, it, know don't know of anybody that can say they never sinned to sin. It only takes one to keep you out of heaven. You're not going there on your own merit to begin with. If you did, you're gonna fail because you just come up short. The Bible says we've all come short of glory to God. And you uh, need to believe that Jesus died for your sin. You couldn't do anything yourself. You're beyond hope. Jesus came and presented himself the perfect sacrifice paying your debt on that cross for your sin. Repent of your sins. Turn from them. Confess him as your Savior and ask him to come in your heart and save your soul. And you know something, folks? He'll do just that. And it's just that simple. So simple, John can do it. Amen.
2: That's right. song says open my eyes that I may see glimpses of truth thou hast Open my heart me Spirit
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Liberty Roundtable. In case you're wondering what exactly happened to Laodicea, check back next week and find out in part two what God encouraged them to. Uh, how that they could remedy their lukewarmness. Yeah, amen. And so, again, thank you so much for being here with us today. Um, we're going to end like we always end on a word of prayer. And uh, Just before we do that, though, for those of us, uh, for those of you that are watching with us, uh, if you haven't seen us, we're on Facebook live like we are now for those that are, are watching. Uh, we can also be found on YouTube at Liberty Roundtable. And, uh, you know, something interesting. I share this with the folks. Used to, we used to tell them to look up Liberty Roundtable page. Yeah, They ain't got to do that no more. They just look up Liberty Roundtable and we pop up. Oh, yeah. And so uh, if you're on Facebook, we do ask that you would hit the love button and share this live so that others can see it. And uh, you have no idea how much that one little share can change. Uh, it could mean the difference between 15 viewers and 300 people Amen. seeing and getting to hear the gospel. If you're on a YouTube with us, we ask that you would just click that subscribe button and the little bell so that you can get notifications when a new episode drops. Uh, and then if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, eight different platforms, including a brand new one called Bullhorn, uh, you can find episodes Uh, via podcast. It's just the audio. And I encourage you to check those out. Be sure to share the link. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you the next time. So right now, we're going to end in a word of prayer. Let Mm -hmm. us pray. Father in heaven, we are so thankful. Uh, Lord, you've been so good to us. And Lord, I I pray that you would help us not to be indifferent about what you've done for us. Father, you didn't mean for us to be like Laodicea, to sit, soaking sour, Lord, but you intended for us to thrive. Lord, to to, to live a life and to live it more abundantly, he said. Father, uh, we thank you for your sacrifice on the cross at Calvary so that we might have life eternal. Father, my prayer is that if there's one listening today that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Savior, that they would admit that they're a sinner, believe that Christ died and rose again for them, Lord, and then that they choose you as their Lord and Savior. Father, that we just ask that you would burden their heart, Lord, come to know you lord we just ask that you be with your children that are listening father there are some that are listening that uh it may not be legal for them to listen to us but father they are anyways i just pray that you bless them uh watch over them father keep them safe Uh, lord we just stand in awe of how good you are and father we just ask that you would continue to bless this ministry as we share the gospel Lord. that you would take it all around the world Even more so, Father, that every country would get to hear the gospel. Father, all these things we are so thankful for, most of all for your son Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, see y'all next time.
0: Yeah, amen. As bad as Leia still was, there was still hope. And he tells them what they can do next week.
1: Amen.